Thanks for joining the Rethink and Retool podcast with Mayhul Mankad, MD, where we take a look at the people side of healthcare and new ideas about enhancing overall well-being. So welcome. The doctor is in the house. Welcome to Rethink and Retool, sponsored by Alliance Health. This is Mayhul Mankad, psychiatrist and chief medical officer for Alliance. Most people who see Owen Daughtry from afar would view him as limited. He appears to be bound in a wheelchair. He appears to need help with activities that others take for granted. And he appears to live in the shadow of others. But the life of Owen Daughtry is the definition of limitless. And honestly, it's hard to keep up with him. Whether we're talking about Owen's authorship, his passion for urban planning, or his advocacy work, Owen is a force to be reckoned with. Get ready for Owen Daughtry to blow your socks off. Let's get started. Mr. Owen Daughtry. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I have been waiting to have you as a guest on our show ever since I saw the video that you made for Alliance. Um, and so I, I'm just so thankful uh, that we could make this happen. Uh, Owen, tell me a little bit about your background and your, your story, because this may be one that's unfamiliar to some people who've been listening to our show. Yes, sir. So, um, my name is Owen Daughtry. I've grown up here in Smithfield all my life. Lived here in Smithfield. Um, went to Johnston Community College where I graduated with a 4.0 in business administration. Um, um, I was born with spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy, so I tie in a lot of my work and community involvement with um kids and families with disabilities so um that's really what i'm passionate about and also my work with the partnership for children is really important so that's that's me in a nutshell wow that's that's quite a nutshell and i think you're being a little bit humble um so (laughs) Going back a little bit, for those who aren't familiar, cerebral palsy, from my understanding, is a condition that uh, begins uh, at birth. This is something that you've lived with your entire life. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, for those who are, are listening just to the audio and they, they can't uh, see you or don't know a bit about your background, what impact uh, has cerebral palsy or CP had uh, on your, your day-to-day life? I mean... Um, as far as my day-to-day activities, um, I'm fully wheelchair-bound. So um, unless somebody picks me up and moves me, I cannot um, physically move myself. Um, so it affects my muscle tone, um, sometimes my speech if I'm not careful. Um so I have to make sure that I use utilize all the tools that I have to stretch out during the day and make sure my muscles don't get too tight. And uh, yeah, that's that's really 
cerebral palsy for me in a nutshell. I got you. And you've had a relationship with Alliance Health for a long time. Uh, what sorts of things uh, have you received in terms of benefit from that that experience? Well, the Alliance has been really great, and I appreciate the work that y'all, um, you guys do in North Carolina. Um, it ha- Alliance has allowed me through the Innovations Waiver to receive several home modifications, including a um, vertical platform lift in my garage, um, a fully handicapped accessible room remodel. So my room and bathroom are fully accessible with a track system lift in the ceiling to assist with transfers. Um, They have also helped um, with the purchase of handicapped vans and vehicles over the years. So um, I really appreciate all the work and all the assistance you guys give around the state of North Carolina. Well, that, that, that sounds, uh, really wonderful that, that you've got those supports and, you know, doctors are terrible. I, I count myself among, among that group of focusing more on the problems than on people's strengths. Uh, and what, you know, what I'd love to hear, and I, I imagine what our listeners would like to hear is that, you know, with, with these supports and, and with maybe other things to, to try to level the playing field, and it, it never really can be level, um, there, there are some really phenomenal things that I've, I've heard about you and that you've achieved uh, in your life. I, my understanding is that um, uh, you've, you've been an advocate uh, in, in many ways. Yes, sir. Um, so my work with advocacy obviously began very young since I'm in, um, I would say, a unique position to serve as advocate. And what I would really love to do is to tell not only kids with disabilities, but parents of kids with disabilities, especially for the parents. Um, The parents are the kid's first advocate because most of the time it's a while before they can advocate for themselves as it took a long time with me and I had my mother in um, my corner um, helping me advocate for myself when I was younger but that's really my goal now is to help kids and um, parents who are involved with the disability community to advocate for themselves and for other people around them who might cannot advocate for themselves. One of the projects that uh, you really have to see to understand is the park uh, that you've been helpful in in designing and supporting. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So the park has obviously been one of my um, biggest passion projects over probably about the last 12 and a half years altogether. So um, I do a lot of work with the Partnership for Children of Johnson County, 
Um, so tw around 12 years ago, um, I was approached by my former supervisors because I also interned for the Partnership for Children and that just finished up. But I was approached by my former supervisors to um, be a part of this project that um, kind of in collaboration with the Miracle League. I don't know how much you know about the Miracle League, but it's um, fully accessible baseball. So there's also wow. a baseball field right beside the park where kids in wheelchairs and of all disabilities can um, get involved in sports as well. But um, the park itself um, has fully accessible equipment with ramps um, on almost every piece. So that idea of having a space that's all-inclusive and not excluding any child from being able to play and have fun with others. So, that's amazing. And the park is in Johnston County? Yes, sir. It is beside um, the Aquatic Center in Smithfield, as well as um, the Triple S High School. Gotcha. And what is the park called? It's called um, the Partnership for Children Park, a place for all. And we really wanted to emphasize it is a place for all. So no one is excluded from being able to um, access this park. It has fully accessible equipment. And I would encourage anyone in Johnston County and surrounding areas to come and visit and check it out sometime. I would love to come see it. I, I need to put that on my short list. Um, yes, sir. I will give you a tour. Oh, that yes, sounds sir. fantastic. Um, <laughs> and, you know, one thing that I am learning about uh, making things more accessible is that sometimes we'll have a target audience in mind that we want to make it more accessible for a certain type of person, but then it turns out that um, it ends up increasing accessibility for all. And the example I'll give you, I'd love to get your thoughts about this, is that in the United States, when they started to put in curb cuts into, uh, into sidewalks to go onto the street, and for those who are listening, you know, Owen and I know what a curb cut is. That allows a wheelchair mm -hmm. to, to smoothly go from a raised sidewalk uh, uh, and cross the street. Um, you know, that was done for, for wheelchair access, but it turns out that curb cuts are used more by parents pushing children in strollers than by anybody else. Uh, what do you think about the impact of kind of making things more accessible and, and seeing how it actually improves everyone's lives? Yeah, and that's what I would like to speak to. If you would allow me for a minute, um, I go back to my first day of kindergarten. I went to Princeton High School, middle school, high school, um, back when it was K through 12. Um, and they did not actually have curb cuts when I first started. So my father, um, being the person that he is, he's great. Um, he actually got construction crews out there and they were grinding down the places for me to get up. So, um, you know, it may seem like a small thing to 
people who don't have to um, utilize that that necessity, but it is a really great, it has really had a great impact on my life as far as um, that particular um, thing goes with the curb cuts because, you know, as far as that goes, if there's not one there, I can't access when I need to access. So that that has been really great, um, a really great advancement, not only for me, but for other people, as you mentioned. Yep. Yep. And I appreciate that. Uh, we are just about to take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we are going to ask uh, Owen Daughtry our most important question. At Alliance, we see healthcare differently than some. Every day, we walk alongside the people we serve on their chosen path to recovery and self-determination. We believe in healthcare that concentrates on the whole person, including support that promotes physical, social, emotional, and financial well-being, and housing security. Helping people live healthier, more satisfying lives, that's the Alliance way. We are back with uh, Owen Daughtry, uh, advocate for really everybody, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, now, you live in Johnson County in Smithfield. Is that right, Owen? Yes, sir. Yep. And yes, sir. one of the things that uh, Johnson County and maybe maybe some other parts of North Carolina are known for um, is, uh, is barbecue. And I would love to know, in your expert opinion, because I'm going to assume that you are a connoisseur, um, who makes the best barbecue in Johnston County? Well, not that I'm biased or anything, but um, <laughs> my, my father actually makes <laughs> the best barbecue around. Um, we have a family pig picking every year and there's just tons of people from the community that have obviously become part of our family because everybody shows up to the family <laughs> reunion every year it's like i want to get some barbecue you know <laughs> and you know we'll be like well who are you because we don't <laughs> that's funny yeah but it, it's great to have everybody you know everybody in the community come out and get together around a good plate of food, good plate of barbecue, and just have a good time. So, yeah, my dad, um, I have to bring you guys some sometime. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that sounds really amazing. Phenomenal. So we're getting a personal tour, um, and we're gonna get a sample. That uh, I'm gonna hold you to that, Owen. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> now you mentioned the word community a few times. Um, and that is something that I'd love to hear your thoughts about. If I understood correctly, when you were describing your time going through up through the school system, um, I don't know if this is the word that's still used, but you know, back in my day, they would call it mainstreaming. Um, and so it sounds like you were uh, included as part of the school system. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, 
and they would often bring me in as well to be um sort of a consultant like oh and what would make it easier for you to get around um our school so i actually um helped integrate a lot of elements when i was coming up through the school system uh grade school and college as well implementing um some items that would make it easier for people in the disabled community to uh, access different places. Wow. Um, and I wonder, are some of those items, I imagine some of them are more physical and then others are more kind of conceptual? Yes, sir. Like, for example, um, a lot of people might not think about this, but I think about it a lot when it was um, pouring down rain, you know, if, if um, nobody was at the door to allow me to get into the buildings, I would just sit there and get soaked because I would be knocking at the door like, hey, somebody come let me in, you know? Yeah. But um, integrating those um, push, automatic push buttons was a really big um, step for me as far as... Um, that and also covered walkways to prevent some of um, like the elements from you know from me getting so soaked or you know hell if it came or, so elements like that would um I would be brought in on to be like would this help you better you know get around or access or be better for you and this situation. So it was really great to be a part of making the um, education system more accessible from that standpoint. Wonderful. Now, one of the ways that you have expanded your reach beyond Smithfield and Johnson County is by being a published author. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Yes, sir. So, um, the idea for my book, Different But Special, came about when I was actually about 12 years old, and I'm 25 now. So, it just um, incorporates some of my um, own experiences dealing with um, cerebral palsy and explaining to kids with disabilities as well as their parents that having a disability does not mean that you cannot accomplish big goals in life. You can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. And that's kind of the mindset that I went into with writing the book, um, as well as, you know, all the work. And it's amazing to see that my book has gone so far in almost 12 years of me um, since I wrote the book. Um, it's actually been involved in three story walk projects around Johnson County. So it's been really great to see where that has um, gone over the years. 
And I'm really thankful for everybody who supported me. That's remarkable. And how would someone uh, be able to find your book? Um, it is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, if you know me personally, I have copies um, everywhere around my house that you know you can get personally from me on. But mainly Amazon and Barnes and Noble has been really great with pushing the book out. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Um, and when you get it on uh, one of those websites, is it available as a kind of a book made of physical paper or a digital download or both? It's um right now it's just a physical copy, but I'm working with Amazon to actually get it um on Audible because oh. over the years of over the years, I've been asked that question, is it a digital download? And um, I just think that would make it more accessible for a larger group of people. So I am working on that with Amazon currently. Oh, yeah, to, you read to, my mind. I would love to see it uh, on Audible. I think that would, would benefit uh, a whole uh, group of folks um, who would have difficulty accessing it through print. Yes, sir. Oh, that sounds great. Um, so, Owen, I, you know, you are in so many ways a beacon uh, for others. Um, and uh, I wonder, um, in your specific case, you know, when you kind of, when it's just you and yourself and you're waking up in the morning, what gets you going? Why do you do the things you do instead of just scroll through your phone like everybody else? Well, the reason that I'm so heavily involved in all of this advocacy is I think of how I was when I was younger and, you know, ha having all this great family support and a friend group that supported me. And I think of others who might not have that um, support. So I try as best I can to be that support for those who are in similar situations to myself. Owen Daughtry, thank you so much for joining us on Rethink and Retool. Thank you guys for having me. The Rethink and Retool Healthcare in the New Era podcast is produced by Alliance Health, a North Carolina public managed care organization. The show is produced by Brandon Alexander. Our associate producer is Denise Dirks and executive producer is Doug Fuller. View our show notes and hear other episodes at alliancehealthplan.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.